Hey, I'm Jeanette, professional ballerina and soloist with Bearish Stotts Ballet. And I'm Min, a non-professional adult ballet beginner and the boss lady at Club and Victory Dancewear. And this is Blab Swans, a podcast where we talk about all things ballet related. Basically, we came up with this idea for a podcast since we've been word vomiting voice messages to each other about ballet and lots of other things. So we decided, why not just start a podcast? And we plan on incorporating our own interests into the podcast and speaking from our own experiences and opinions as a professional dancer and as a non-professional adult dancer. So it's meant to be a casual and fun kind of space, and we hope you enjoy our premiere episode. We're bowing. You just can't see it. Feel free to throw roses at us. So hey guys, welcome hey. to the first ever episode of Black Swans. Um, we did not think we would be talking about this as a first episode, but yes, the first thing we are going to talk about is about the current coronavirus situation and how that's affected us and how we're dealing with it. Um, yeah, again, I think we had a whole bunch of things planned that we wanted to talk about, but then this happened and we were like, well, we kind of have to acknowledge the elephant in the room because I think everybody's kind of dealing with the same thing right now in different ways and so we thought it might be good to just talk about it yeah um not what we expected but uh we hope everyone is being socially responsible and um healthy and safe uh and that they're taking their social responsibilities seriously uh because this affects both of us because we do have family members who are in essential services so that kind of has extra meaning to us. Yeah, Jeanette, you said your mom works in um, a grocery store. Am I right? Or yeah, that's I right. Yeah, that completely off. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, correctly. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah, she has to deal with customers and things. Um, she's kind of like a part, one of the part managers, and she works in florals and stuff. So she has to work mm-hmm. very closely with people because they need food. So, and your mom is a dentist. <laughs> Yeah, she is. Um, so it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because you don't really think of when you think of like essential services, you think of like doctors and who are fighting you know, nurses the virus. and people like that. Yeah, you know, it's funny you think about grocery store workers and mailmen and like dentists because it's true. Like when you have a tooth problem, you kind of gotta get it fixed, and it is um, pretty like <laughs> yes, you did that. I just um, did that. And it, it is a pretty high risk job because you're so close to people's mouth and the virus travels by droplets um so um she has like cut down her hours a lot because in singapore now they said like um like dentists and other like certain healthcare professionals can only like offer certain treatments like when it's really needed Mm -hmm. so she's kind of cut down her hours um which i'm very relieved by because she's kind of um she doesn't have the best immunity system um she's probably being more uh practical about it than I am I'm like I'm really proud of you I think that's really brave that you're kind of continuing to do this despite everything and she's like oh it's just my job <laughs> you know? oh my gosh that's great though I'm glad yeah, that she but I, I am, does less yeah I am too so but yeah I mean that's kind of why you know well I think everybody's trying their best to be socially responsible but we just thought we just start off just talking about that a little bit because yeah. it's just really important to us because we have we have family members who you know, uh, I guess on the front line. Directly affected. 
Yeah. Yeah, and especially because um, you know, when you're older and you get coronavirus, it's a lot worse on generally on older people than it is on like people like us who are sort of younger. So you might just get a mild cough or something or feel bad for a few days, but you know, when you're older, it can really expect affect your like respiratory system and stuff like that. And so you know, that's yeah. why I guess we just wanted to mention that at the beginning. Yeah. So sorry, <laughs> but we had to. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we hope everybody's kind of staying safe and staying sane. Um, but we just thought we'd just do this podcast to let you guys know um, how we're doing and how we're getting through our days. And also, I guess, how we were dealing with the whole situation kind of when it started and what we're doing now. So mm-hmm. um, I think, Jeanette, we talked about how, like starting off, we're talking about how the situation kind of started to feel more real and more real to us and do you want to maybe start off talking about it like how that happened in uh munich uh yeah well or even before munich yeah right yeah so actually my fiance's family lives in china so of course like from the beginning i was hearing all this stuff um but we were really fortunate in that they were in a heavily affected area and they were able to take Mm. a lot of precautions so it kind of still felt far away honestly but then yeah. it was like very suddenly that Italy started going bad and that's right next to us. And also I remember some people, they had gone on like a couple of days for a weekend down to Italy and they were all really concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, this was happening and then we actually were scheduled, well, we had a show. It was meant to be our second to last uh, Wayne McGregor triple bill and right. that very day our government I think it was just Bavaria they announced uh, that 2,000 plus people events would be shut down so me and my friends were kind of like living that show like to its fullest <laughs> but it was so weird everyone oh, was no. in such a weird mood but like at the same time we were really enjoying it because it wasn't really meant to be the final show of that particular sh- of that particular triple bill but uh, it ended up being, we thought it was going to be Friday, but it ended up being that Tuesday or something. So anyway, we didn't really know what was going to go on. There were a lot of rumors. We were getting emails every five minutes. Um, and right. we were meant to do a premiere of Swan Lake in like a week and a half or something. So everyone mm. felt very on edge because of course, if, it, if there's a premiere, we want to do our best and we have to pull together and do this. But then at the same time, uh, we didn't really know what was going to actually happen. They were talking about live streaming it. Um, it was actually going to be my fiance's first Siegfried, so that was like kind of a big deal to us. Um, but of course, no. Yeah, for sure. Valley is not more important than people's health. Um, so, you know, we understand. Um, but we kept kind of working, and then I think it was like a week later, Bavaria ended up shutting down non-essentials, and I just like took all my stuff home. Yeah, I had been sort of, I've been at home since then. And then they officially, all of Germany, talked about how they're going to just have everything shut until the 19th, which is this Sunday. So I think tomorrow we're actually going to get an announcement. So I think by the time we post this, I'll have another update of what Germany is going to do. But yeah, so I've just, me and my fiancé have, for the past month only been going out for like medical stuff groceries and i go running so yeah 
been working at home. Um, so how long ago? Because I remember we were talking about this, obviously in private conversations. But how long mm-hmm. ago um, was it when they started shutting down like the events and everything? Yeah. Well, big events were shut down. Gosh, I guess um, like the tenth. I'm thinking right. it was like the tenth of March. That they mm-hmm. that they officially or the eleventh or something they said big events right. but then it was a week later that they kind of did more of like a wide non essential ban and they were like shutting right. down all the shops and all this kind of stuff um, and it's really only mm-hmm. meant to be the essentials at this point mm. you're not supposed to go out and hang out with people blah 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 like that normal kind of stuff I think everyone's hearing right. And do you think that they'll, um, the announcement's supposed to be to Friday, right? Was it? Tomorrow. Um, so that's tomorrow. Oh, it's Wednesday, right? So Thursday. <laughs> I have to think. The day, the no, today's, tu- today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. Oh my God. Today I, is Tuesday. <laughs> today is Tuesday. <laughs> um, I don't even know. But I mean, do you think that they'll start opening things up again? I don't, um. It's kind of hard for me to follow all the different cases everywhere in the world. I think everybody's I mean, focused on themselves. Do you gosh. think? I mean, do you think they'll be extending the lockdown, or do you think um, Germany's in a place where they start opening stuff up again slowly, well, obviously? As a non-professional, like I've seen numbers drop, but like mm. it is still a large number. They're still getting more deaths than they did in the beginning. So I don't know. I I do know that France has extended their shutdown until mm. like mid-May I think so right. it might be something similar and then they were talking about movie theaters uh, movie theaters and like those kinds of event places that would gather large people they were saying they wouldn't open until July wow yeah so. yeah I think you know I mean, if I were to guess, I'd say, you know, give along the deadline and then if things start getting better earlier, then you open up earlier. But maybe it's better yeah. to give along the deadline so you don't get people's expectations up or something. Yeah, I, I that's just... M- that's just me speculating. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like tomorrow uh, I would be surprised if I feel happy with whatever is announced because it's a hard situation anyway to have to hear that your life is going to continue to be you know, this weird limbo, but at the same time, if you open things up too quickly, that's also just going to scare me because I don't really, the math and the science, I feel like it doesn't point to that, but I am sure people much smarter than me will be able to figure that out, so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I hope that um, Jin, your fiancé, will be able to dance to our lake at the right time when the opportunity comes up again and when it's safe yeah like it's kind of disappointing that you know because you guys were excited about him dancing swan lake yeah and even though you know that like health problems are more important i think that was something that i was like talking about my friends which Mm -hmm. is that you can still sort of keep in mind the bigger picture but still be disappointed with your for for yourself you know what i mean and i don't think that's something i mean that's something i struggle with too but i don't think it's something we should feel I mean, not you specifically, but, like, we should feel guilty right. about is to, like, have be disappointed for the things that, you know, we were looking forward to or the things mm-hmm. that we enjoy doing. 
um, even though you know we can keep perspective that there's like bigger things happening and you know at least we're not in the hospital or at least you know we still have homes and we're not you know struggling as the same as some other people are but at the same time you know we can sort of acknowledge that but still you know be personally disappointed for ourselves yeah because it is a lot for everybody definitely i mean i think for everyone what i think right now is we should be we should acknowledge that we are disappointed and we're valid like our feelings are valid that you know goals and things you were looking forward to have to be put have to be postponed you know but Mm. we do we do also recognize that some people might be in a very tough situation i think it's good to just be aware but of course you are definitely valid to your own emotions because as dancers it's hard for anyone it's hard so yeah it's a tough balance it is really it's (laughs) i think it's hard for everybody yeah it really is. I mean, in different ways, but it's hard for everybody. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So do you want to talk about when it started to feel real for you on the other side of the world? All right. Um, I think it's, I don't know. I think for me, it's kind of been like an up and down situation because mm-hmm. it feels like it's gone on for so much longer over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we, you had to remind me of this actually. Um, oh no, wait, <laughs> for me, it's, it started to feel real. Um, probably just before Chinese New Year, that was kind of when it was affecting Singapore and Malaysia and people were starting to like go to the pharmacies and panic buy masks and hand sanitizer. So that's when we had our shortage of things. Um, I think at the time we were all kind of worried, but we were still kind of optimistic and we were still joking about it a little bit and we were, you know, not worrying too much Mm -hmm. about having to wear masks and stuff. And then, um, and then the situation just kind of in China kept getting worse and um, I think our government didn't really I'm trying to remember and I hope I don't get this information wrong but I think our government didn't um, in, in Singapore they instituted temperature checks at airports later than Malaysia and we didn't close our borders to like the whole of China I think we were just screening people in Wuhan so I think um, mm. <laughs> I'm guessing maybe that you know meant that and you know Singapore is a big hub trading hub um, in Asia a lot of Chinese people come through Singapore um, to do business maybe like to go out into other countries to do business or around Asia or just in Singapore like Singapore is kind of one of the springboards for China to reach the rest of Asia and almost the rest of the world so we have a lot of Chinese Mm -hmm. nationals passing through so you know we were seeing the numbers go up and um, that was quite worrying Um, at first it was all Chinese nationals Um, so you know we were trying to keep optimistic and then when and then we started getting worried when it was spreading in the community. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of just getting worse. And I think this was the thing you reminded me of is when <laughs> I found out that somebody in like the mall, which is like half a kilometer ish away from my house, contracted, like had the virus, like somebody who had the virus and visited the mall because they went to see the doctor there. And I just, mm. I think that was one of the times when I just freaked out because I was like, I walked through that mall and I touched the door handles and everything. And I'm like, oh God, That's I really don't get it. Yeah. And I think that was the time where it felt like super real because before that it was like in other parts of the island. Uh-huh. So I was really worried and anxious. Like we, the government had started putting hand sanitizers in pub- near the public transport and everywhere. But I was like, 
it still didn't it felt worrying but not super close to home until that thing happened and then also um we were getting ready to do i was getting ready to do a cv shoot and i was i remember just feeling so stressed out and so worried that like i cannot get sick i cannot get sick because if i do i have to quarantine for 14 days yeah (laughs) because i will be quarantined for 14 days and this whole thing that i planned and all the money and all the time i spent like organizing it will just go and then um so I remember doing the shoot and just actually feeling a little bit calmer because I'm like, okay, I've got this out of the way and I'm, yeah. and I've got it up, like, things I'm under control. Okay, the big thing that I was worried about is gone now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the next few weeks were kind of okay until, I think, was it two or three weeks ago when it started, like, really hitting Europe and America? And then, mm-hmm. I think that's when it... I want to say two or three weeks ago, but you've been in lockdown for a month, so maybe it's, it's been, been longer. It's been a month for us, yeah. Yeah. But the US so I remember, later, so. Yeah, I remember that was almost worse for me because it was now all the things I had been worrying about in the back of my mind. So at first, it was just very personal. Like, I'm worried about me getting sick and, like, being quarantined for 14 days and that what that would mean for me and also... Um, you know, what happens if my family gets sick? Because like I said, you know, my mom and my dad, my dad has, um, uh, is pre-diabetic and my mom is, uh, hasn't had a very good immune system. So I was also worried about them potentially getting, like I was worried about me getting sick, um, mostly because I didn't want to be quarantined at home. I think I'd go crazy, but also I was worried about the impact it would have on them because I know if they get it, it would be much worse. And then when it happened in, like, Europe and America, and everybody started getting affected there, then I had the other worry of it, like, the implications for my business, as well as the fact that we were now dealing with something on a global scale, and we just didn't know what what was that going to mean for Singapore, because we hadn't shut down anything. We were still going on with everything, and it was just two weeks of, like, constant uncertainty and just things slowly getting shut down and hearing about, say, from a business standpoint, mail disruptions, worrying about, um, you know, whether people would still be buying things and just not knowing what to how to navigate that because yeah. there's, you can't... There's no marketing plan for this. You can't... No. Fi- you really can't predict Pandemic anything. Marketing. Like, are people going to buy... Yeah, it's like there's no forecast. You just don't know what people are gonna do, so you don't you can't plan anything from a business standpoint, and then you worry about your business getting shut down. You worry about you know mail delays, even things like that. You're, whether the mail service gets shut down, so maybe you can't even send orders. Um, and it was just, and then also like it was just really exhausting because you all I was also having to like re-strategize everything with CMV and everything I prepped because. You, I didn't want to run my business from like a bubble or pretending everything was okay from the get-go. I was yeah. like, no, people are worrying about this now. And I kind of get it because I've been dealing with this for like almost two months. Right. So it was it was really exhausting from like a professional standpoint or that worrying and a personal standpoint because it was like, this is going on for a really long time now. And, yeah. it's, and this second flare-up because it's global, it's worse. So that was really stressful. And then um, we yeah. finally went on... Um, the day, and I remember, I don't know if I should talk about this. Are we running, am I rambling too much or should I talk about the gymnastics girl? <laughs> You're not rambling too much, but I definitely think you need to talk about gymnastics girl too. <laughs> okay. So the day before, oh, so um, the other thing that freaked me out, and I think I will moment it to you about this. Um, this was right before all the um, uh, 
sporting activities and gyms got closed down. The day um, I found it out was like the day I went, I went to gymnastics class and we didn't know anything was going to get cancelled or anything yet. But there was this one girl, she, we do adult, I do adult gymnastics and there was this one girl, she came in, she comes a few times and as part of government regulations, when you come to like uh, any like a normal gym or like a gymnastics gym or anywhere, you have to declare um, whether or not you've been travelling and if you've been travelling to like any like at risk countries like Indonesia or anywhere you basically cannot come to like a public place and exercise where you'll be in contact with people and she came um and you're actually supposed to stay at home actually it's government mandated so she came in to gym the forms and the notices were all like at the front of the door you have to do this there's no excuse so she came in she came she started like warming up with everybody and it was only like half an hour into class when she happened to mention to one of the coaches that she just came back from Indonesia uh, that was basically when we found out she had been overseas and she shouldn't and she should be basically quarantining at home. Yeah. And so we, our coach talked to her and said, I'm sorry, but you have to go home because you just came from overseas. You can't be here. And she, she... this is adult gymnastics. This girl is old enough to drive and to vote and to right, drink. Exactly. She refused to live. She refused to leave the gym. She sat at the reception and threw a tantrum. And he oh called uh, my head coach called her mom. <laughs> First of all, like I don't know why her mom let her go out because it's not responsible. There are it's not just adults working in this gym, but like there's children who come in to train every day and she was putting everybody at risk by coming you in. You so much. Yeah, and You're it's a physical activity. You're touching mats and things and you can, and it's an enclosed space with like, you know, the air circulating in an enclosed space. And the government says you're supposed to stay at home and she was not. But she refused to leave. And the coach had to call her mom and he was like, do you want to talk to your mom? And she was like, no. And he was saying, like, this is nothing against you. You can come back again after you finish your quarantine. You know, it'll be fine. But you just have to, like, stay away for 14 days and stay at home. And I remember just, like, thinking, I was seriously thinking, like, she's putting all of us at risk. She's putting our families at risk. She's putting the kids who come to the gym at risk. And, like, I didn't want to get involved because it wouldn't be helpful for me to say anything. So I just stood as far away from her as possible and just kept training. And I remember thinking, I just wanted to cry. I just wanted to cry thinking about how many people she put at risk and the fact that she refused to leave. It yeah. took another 10 minutes before she leave. And I remember thinking at the time, like, I have to focus on what I'm doing and I can't think about her because if I do, when I'm flipping in the air, I will injure myself. Yeah, that's right. But then, I mean, I was so, like, me and my friends, we was in the gym, we were so upset because of, of, like, all the people she put at risk. Um, but then after that, like, in the middle of that class, we found out, we got the notice that, like, all gymnastics places and exercise places would be on, would be closed down. So that happened, and then now, things have been, like, slowly closing over the last week. So now we're on partial lockdown in Singapore, so that means that everything except essential services is closed. We can go out for, like, exercise and stuff, but we're not supposed to linger anywhere. Yeah. If not, we get a fine. Same. Um, and... <laughs> And then um, our government this evening just announced that um, everybody, unless you're going out to like do strenuous activity, which is basically jogging, which is like, or cycling, or you're a kid under 12, you have to wear a mask when you leave the house. If not, you get fined. Wow. Um, actual dollars too. So mm-hmm. it's definitely been a thing. 
It's a lot. Yeah. I'm still grateful that we get to leave the house. <laughs> I would yeah, say that. I know. I'm so glad. So, yeah, we've had like a spike, um, a second spike because um, a whole bunch of migrant workers have gotten affected with coronavirus and they live in dormitories in close quarters. Um, so it's been spiking our numbers a lot and that's why we're sort of moving to um, these higher precautions and we're just kind of hoping that it gets contained and, you know, the, the yeah. comedy spread won't be worse. So um, it's just a lot of certain times right now, I think, for both of us and I think for yeah. everybody everywhere. Well, actually, I wanted to... You mentioned it briefly, but, like, this feeling that you guys all felt in the gym, like, I relate to that so much because right before you know it's like i mean i guess you were there it's not like you knew that they were going to shut down the gym but it was still this like weird like limbo feeling of you know i'm supposed to be focusing on the exercise like for me focusing on work but then at the same time yeah. thinking about this health crisis like this went on for days yeah. for us where yeah. we were just like what are yeah. we doing I think I think that's that that was a big part of the anxiety for me during that time it was the uncertainty because like I said like profession like business wise I couldn't plan for anything and even now it's still hard I feel like I don't know what to do in that sense um and yep and then like um personally as well when all these things were happening you're like you don't know when it's gonna happen so you almost don't know what you should be doing like do you just carry on as normal right or do you not you know what I mean it's just yeah. We don't know if we're supposed to go to the edge of the pool or which side of the pool, so we're just kind of, like, stuck there in the middle. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, or, like, you're, I, I told my mom, it was like, you're trying to get from point A to point B, but it's completely dark and you can only see, like, so much ahead of you. And so yeah, you're like, how yeah. am I going to continue getting to point B when I can't see and why what's ahead of me? I... <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's part of it too like but what is point b and like why am i going there <laughs> so i mean can i ask you was it um like i think when everything got cancelled for me it was like a big shock i remember it was just like the mm-hmm. big shock and like the i mean that was crying and everything because i was like oh i have to like readjust everything now um and then sort of getting used to it because then there was a sense of okay now i kind of know how i need to adjust so I can make a plan. So I wouldn't say there was relief, but there was at least me in some ways trying to think of what can I do to cope with this as opposed to living in limbo. Was that like that for you when things got shut down? Like now I can figure out how to cope with it as opposed to like worrying whether or not it will yeah. or it won't. Yeah, it's true. It, instead of a will they, won't they kind of situation, it was finally like, yeah, yeah. okay, this is happening now. Yeah, definitely. I think we all felt that. But... Yeah, it wasn't like a shock so much of not, of being surprised. Like, even in Germany at that point, we were all kind of like, all right, this is happening. But at the same time, like, when you get told that your whole life has to go on pause and it's happening everywhere and it's happening to everyone, yeah, it just, that is shocking to anybody, I think. Um, I think for me, the shock was actually because when the government issued guidelines, everybody was still trying to figure it out. Like, mm. they said, um, they didn't, I think they didn't say, like, gyms would be closed. I can't remember what they said. Um, but it was kind of vague. People, like, wondering. See, I, I don't remember now because every there's been so much happening. But I remember, like, yeah. my reading my coach's directive. 
I mean, they messaged my coach got and they were all, and I remember the gym owners were trying to figure out, like, the owners of different gymnastic clubs were all trying to figure out, like, does this message mean that, that we should continue or not? Because, like, the, I think that time the government was shutting down certain, um, like, um, like, uh, exercise or activity places like preschools and tuition centers and places where kids from different schools were mingling because they wanted yeah. to reduce the, the that hap- like kids they wanted to reduce the incidence of kids from different schools mingling and like potentially carry the virus so like activity centers hasn't actually been shut down so my coaches were trying to figure it out like does this mean we should shut or not and like how long should we shut for because it wasn't definitive and so yeah. I was like thinking okay so then they said it was shut at the end of the week. So I was like, okay, I have one lesson left. I remember um, it was a Thursday and I was traveling to my last lesson when I got the message that said, no, the, according to like the guidelines, we have to close. So I think that was a shock for me because I thought I had one more lesson to get in. Right. And it's kind of weird to be crying over gymnastics, but it's a big coping, me- like ballet and gymnastics are big like coping mechanisms for me, for my anxiety. So it was just like that shock of like, I thought I had one more lesson yeah, and now yeah, I yeah, don't no, I have that. anything. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it feels better when you kind of have a little warning. Like, that's why I feel like I'm quite lucky that we at least had this one last show, but not everyone was in it because it's a triple bill, so hmm. it is less. Oh, then McGregor, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like at least having that show saying, like, okay, we know this is our last one, at least for a while, that helped yeah. a lot. So we were, like I said, mm. really living it. But yeah, if we had mm. been told we cannot do this show tonight, I think we would have lost it. So I really can right. understand that feeling for sure. Yeah, at least like you can sort of mentally prepare for it, isn't it? Yeah. I was talking to my therapist about this, and I think I really agree with her that um, I think the thing that people are struggling now with now is just the loss of routine and coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. So like for me... Um, say yeah doing things like gymnastics and ballet are like coping mechanisms for me they help with my anxiety they help me with um, any you know disordered eating thoughts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and so it was just the struggle of knowing that I don't have these things that help me almost like keep me sane and help me feel good and that was a struggle yeah and then for other people as well I know people have different like routine even just like the loss of routine um, and having to like build a whole new one did you have, was that something that was a struggle for you? Just like the idea that I don't have to go to, I don't have regular ballet class now, I don't have regular rehearsal now, and now I have to like figure out how to, you know, maintain some amount of my technique or some amount of something for when things start up again. Because I mean, yeah. especially as a professional, um, well, I mean, I hate, I don't know what the word, professional artist slash athlete. I think that's really <laughs> important and I I mean, I know that's something that's really important to a lot of dancers and a lot of people are worrying about, you know, how to, you know, maintain that. Yeah, um, well, I guess, should I be, like, specific about it? Um, why not? I'm curious to know. Okay. And I think other people would be, too. Well, one thing that you kind of asked me yesterday, which I think is important to say, was that you were asking, like, if I feel that I'm at a point where technique is, I'm less worried about this, and I feel like... I can get it back after a period of time uh, when I yeah. do start up again. Uh, and I mean, I've been thinking about it, and I definitely do feel that once mm-hmm. I'm now a professional, it's less like a student where you're still trying to figure your stuff out. 
um, that's pretty hard. Right. So I, I do have confidence in myself that I can get back to where I was. Right. But right now it's more of just trying to stay physically fit at all because it is really different to be doing a class every day plus rehearsals and we rehearse very different things mm. typically so it's very yeah. like we'll do Swan Lake but then we'll be doing the triple bill but then we're also doing like young choreographers and then Lady of the Camillas by John Newmeyer and those are all really different things so your body has it has to adapt to different shapes all the time um but at the moment, I can't, like, worry about this because it's not really possible for me to fully maintain it. But basically, it's come down to me just doing ballet in my living room uh, safely, which is important. They've given mm. us, flo like, a little floor. It's very small, but at least it's something where I can stand in my point shoes and not destroy them because I've been wearing point yeah. shoes the whole time because for me, that's the hardest thing. I feel like... A baby horse yeah. if I haven't worn them in a long time um, trying like stumbling around trying to wear them again so I've just been wearing yeah. them the whole time they've already been a bit destroyed because we didn't get them at first the, these floors um, <laughs> but I just want everyone to be really safe if they're doing it yeah I mean that's really important because doing point work not on the right surface is dangerous yeah. and I've seen other dancers post that as well um, but wait what do you mean by do you have carpet at home uh -huh. or do you have wood neither we have this weird like concrete floor <laughs> so oh so is that why you mean it get destroyed oh yeah they got ripped up my point shoes so to do ballet I was trying to do it on this weird like concrete Mediterranean style floor it's very weird <laughs> okay because I've only ever done I do very basic point work and it's only been in like the ballet studio so I don't yeah. know how it is on different surfaces but would like I'm. I could be completely off here, but like, could you do stuff on the yoga mat? Like, if you put the yoga mat on concrete, people do try to do that for me. At least with my mat, which I got at like TK Maxx or something, it doesn't really work. Right. But I do know other right. people they do do it and it works for them. Um. Mm. But I actually felt like it was easier to just use the concrete floor because at least I wasn't like slipping. Um, I felt like I could turn out, mm -mm. so that's pretty, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> At my family's house, they have hardwood and then also, like, laminate flooring and then also carpet, mm. and all of those things are terrible for point shoes, so, I don't know. You get what you get. <laughs> uh, I, I have no idea. My turnout is already very, very bad and a great source of embarrassment to me. I have no idea what's going to happen to it by the end of, of <laughs> this quarantine. Yeah, right. Um... But, I mean, you were talking about um, getting better at your technique and being able to get it back. And honestly, for me, I think, and I'm trying not to think, think about it, but that's kind of an insecurity for me. Mm -hmm. um, maybe less so in ballet, because I feel like with ballet, it's less tangible, but definitely for gymnastics, mm. because it's very mm. skill-based. And because right. I know, as a person of my age, um, I mean, I'm, I'm 34, <laughs> which is, you know, in the middle, but honestly, in gymnastics years... In gymnastics years, I'm like a great grandma for trying this. <laughs> so I know how hard it is to do stuff and to get back stuff. Yeah. I'm like, the tumbling is not so bad, but like stuff like bars, which I really enjoy, you need mm. so much strength. And I'm like, mm. I just don't know. And stamina for like just mm. for 30 seconds of bars, I'm like, I don't know if I can be able to get that back. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm trying not to worry about it in a sense because 
what am I gonna do? Can't do anything about it, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it's definitely like a insecurity for me. Um, and even now, when I was taking class, well, trying to give myself class um, this weekend, I was like thinking, oh my god, I don't know what's gonna happen to my coordination and my ability to remember combinations and my ability to turn and find my oh center <laughs> because I just don't know. <laughs> So, I mean, it's just one of those things. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where um, I'm not sure maybe you have a different perspective because you are a professional and, you know, you're more aware of your body. But I think maybe for students, um, however, whatever age they are, whether they're like the granny years like me or like uh, 12 or 15, maybe those are things that they kind of worry about. For sure, Um, I would have. But yeah, I think you have a point about having done it long enough that it becomes muscle memory because I did see a video like this lady who's like an ex-American national team gymnast like Chelsea Memo and she just started like trying out skills again and she can do like all her hard stuff it just comes back really easily and for her it was just building strength and stamina so I mean I guess as a Mm -hmm. professional when you've been doing it since you're very young I think there is something to be said about having like the muscle memory built into you. Yeah, I mean, I think for anybody, there is a level of muscle, sorry, muscle memory. Uh, so mm. even if you are a student, okay, so maybe your technique isn't where you want it to be yet. So it's mm. kind of hard to take a break because maybe you have to go back a bit, you feel, but there is still some mas- muscle memory there. So I wouldn't be super discouraged. Um, right. But, yeah, I mean, you do have to know that it's going to be hard to come back in different ways. The thing is, when I was younger, though, when I came back, I didn't feel so sore or so tired. I just felt a bit, like, gummy. Oh, I know. But it's now like the I'm thing older, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right, 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 right? Yeah, it's so painful. That's why I'm trying to just maintain what I can at home, because it's really about the pain later more than anything. I just don't want to deal with it. Right? I mean, I think that's, that, that is the advantage of like being 12 or 15 is that you just come, everything comes back a lot easier. Um, yeah, in a different kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, it's like both, <laughs> both the technique <laughs> and the strength, no, but which is going to take a while to come. <laughs> wise, wise does not translate into like turn out or be able to flip in the air i will tell you that now yeah, I'm, not sure flipping, i'm not sure flipping in the air is really gonna be helped by being wise but i'm just trying to have you see the positives <laughs> i mean for me it's just it's just try to like minimize um any muscle loss and on the stage mm-hmm. just try not to it's tricky but just trying not to think about it too much because like mm-hmm. what am i gonna do I, I can't change the situation and i'm not gonna like what am I gonna do? Go crazy and spend ten thousand dollars and build like a gym gymnastics area in my the back well, of the house or something? Know. Some people they do that <laughs> stuff, so I don't have that money. But or like you know. strike strike the lottery and like build a ballet studio and a gym like in like my house, turn the whole thing into like a yeah. Forget about being a human being. We're just gonna turn it into a gym. <laughs> yeah, which um, but I we can't. I wouldn't be able to be able to strike the lottery because um. Lottery is not considered an essential service, so there's no lottery happening oh, in Singapore for no. a while. So, <laughs> so that's kind I of gone. Yeah. Anytime soon. 
Yeah. Right. Um, but, like, besides ballet, which is really important and has been hard, um, to also find the motivation for me when I know I have no clue when my next show is. Yeah. Um, besides that, though, what's actually been really helping me, even though maybe it doesn't sound related, has been, like, I've been doing a lot of running, which I've been talking about so freaking much, so I don't need to talk about too much on here right now. Uh, you haven't been talking about been it like, that. Oh, no, no. Let's talk about your running, Jenny. I'm so excited about it. No, I'm just not that, I'm not, like, super talented in that I can just go out there and, like, jog forever. Like, I think for me, ballet mm. is a lot more of, like, a sprint, so it's been trying to translate um, my training into something really different, and I always kind of did it on the Tread, not always. Last couple months, I was trying to do it on the treadmill, and I got excited. Which I could not that. understand. Which I could not understand. We had this conversation. I hate the yeah. treadmill so much. I definitely, uh, yeah. I mean, now that I've been out running in real life, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot more entertaining. But it's also really hard because mm. I have to go up and down. I have to avoid people. I'm like, I have to go on the grass to avoid people. I'm trying not to trip. Um, so, you know, there's when it's cold, when it's hot, but that's been fun though for me. Like I always come back, even if beforehand I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't really feel like doing physical activity today. I always regret it if I don't personally, just cause I think that's where I am in right. life right now. Um, but I come back and I'm always in a better mood. But I mean, that's, I think that's the thing about like people like can't really put myself on the same level as you in terms of activity, but I think it's this Think about people like us who are so used to moving is that yeah um it's we're just so used to it and so we kind of need to do it almost it just makes us feel better to yeah. do it i'm used um, to that endorphin high man <laughs> yeah um but i mean i definitely feel you on the motivation front because i think it's just i mean i, I feel better when i finish doing it but definitely um it's just not as fun it's just not as fun because, I mean, not that even if I do it um, as a recreational thing, not every ballet class or gymnastic class is fun for me. Sometimes I just don't want to go yeah. there and do it. But um, yeah, and I think it, it's, it's, it's probably um, amplified for you because it's your job. And as much as everybody loves yeah. your job, nobody loves it every day. This, it's just not possible. But at the same time, yeah, there is the whole thing about being in a place where everybody's there to like work on this thing that really gives you motivation even if on days where you're not feeling it because everybody else is doing it and that's what you're there for and when you yeah. don't have that anymore and you're just kind of having to self-motivate it's it's just not as easy totally. and there's and there is honestly the social aspect to it as well like for me mm -hmm. even in like bar even at belly bar but i'm not talking to anybody doing bar you know you're still like seeing people and being around people and maybe just having small conversations in between like center work or like in gymnastics where it's more free and easy I'm like talking to people in between rotations so I mean yeah. there is that social aspect and like you're encouraging each other or yeah. or if you have people an issue with something socialize. yeah or like say if you're if I'm a ballet and I'm like maybe off my career so I can ask somebody you know am I am, like am I really off or like what are you seeing so just not having that social aspect and that feedback and just having people around mix is challenging because then you gotta like do it by yourself um yeah gotta find a way to do it like for me i 
am not like you. I really like to do the hard thing first. So that's why I want to do running right in the beginning of the day, which we've talked about. Um, so I just like have my brain set that way. And actually it's really funny. My cat Mochi, he's gotten so used to my routine now because every day I go to do the warm up, whatever it is, if it's like to do ballet first or run first, whatever, but, or, yeah. you know, one or the other, I don't do both every single day. Okay. Um, yeah. but he comes and he has to lie down next to me as I warm up and then I come back and he's like, okay, now it's time for this. So he gets used to it. I get used to it. Um, but I, besides the exercising stuff, I also just have been doing a lot of creative things that make me happy. And I've been reading a lot um, because I think it's really a perfect time for people like me who I can't do legitimate work at home, right? Like dancers, right, yeah. if that's our profession, all we can do is like try to maintain a bit of exercise, okay? I'm not really working at home. So yeah. that means I have a lot of time um, and I can't expect myself to be super productive every single day, but I have been trying like to read and do creative things and explore other hobbies, study some of my Mandarin Chinese, blah, 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 because it kind of, it gives, like you have time for it and it exercises my brain in a different way than I usually get to do when I'm working full time and I'm usually too tired to do this stuff. So in yeah, a way, sure. it's been really good. Um, but I mean, I've um, also been binge watching Netflix. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's um, both. But, so, but I think that's the that's the thing, isn't it? It's um, it's just about, and I think the the thing that helps people to stay sane, and I think everybody's doing this anyway, is just finding new routines. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that's kind of how people cope with all of this is finding giving yourself like some structure and routine in your day in a way that's different than what you've been usually doing yeah yeah um actually you know this really reminds me of this book i just read which is like the habit uh crap it's that book that ever the habit of something by charles Something. Okay, whatever. I can't read it from my bookshelf. <laughs> I'm trying to peek at my bookshelf. I can't find it. Okay, but they, they, um, it's literally all about habits. I feel like you would really enjoy it, like routines. I feel like you would love this book. Mm. So I mm. should definitely recommend this to you properly rather than on the podcast. But they talk about never let a good catastrophe or something bad go to waste. So you need to use that to break a routine that's maybe not working for you and find right. something that can be improved on. Yeah. And they're talking about societally or in a community or at work or individually, but this is that time, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is the time to just, I guess, find, we, we are being forced to find new routines now. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, um, what is your new routine like, Jeanette? Well, okay, so I do ballet or and or running in the morning. And then I make my good old breakfast. I've just been cooking a lot and baking a lot in general, like so many things. <laughs> like everybody else has. Yeah. Um, you, you, re you, you really know that you have fit the quarantine stereotype if you give yourself those quarantine bangs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Also, I gave myself bangs. I cut my own hair. You did. You, you hit, no, the, I did. You hit the, the holy trinity, cooking, baking, quarantine bangs. <laughs> 
did do quarantine bangs. Well, I've been wanting to try them again for so many years, okay? So, um, yeah. And, <laughs> but I've been doing, like, like I said, uh, a lot of creative stuff. So, like, my scrapbooking. I love scrapbooking, blogging, this podcast. Mm. I've been reading, obviously. I've been cleaning the mm. apartment and rearranging stuff. Because sometimes I'm, like, I'm not incredibly, incredibly clean although it might sound like that to you perhaps but I'm really not yeah I always I always feel like you are so (laughs) I'm really not but I don't know like I recently was so bored that I organized my books by genre but like there's other parts (laughs) of my house that are messy so you know um and yeah like I said binge watching Netflix or Vicky which is this Asian movie and oh yeah we talked about this yeah I started a new one yesterday um, so I can hear more <laughs> of my Chinese. Chinese drama. Yeah, yeah, because I, I find that it's always e- easier for me to study Chinese when I'm also listening to it because I'm watching a TV show. So I think yeah. it's a really good thing for me to have a routine of watching a TV show in Chinese. Um, yeah. And then also, last but not least, I've been trying to support more small businesses, either individuals or I've been finding people on Etsy to meet the needs that I have right now. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it's impossible to just fully get away from all the big companies. It's really hard to do that right now because we're all kind of just... Yeah, and big companies need, need support too, to be fair. They do. You know, they, are, they provide so many like jobs Amazon to people. Amazon really does. <laughs> but it's true. There's I mean, a lot of jobs. I will say, I, I will say in, in their defense, they, pro- they do provide a lot of jobs to people. And that's, no, they, that's really I mean, important. that's true. No, that is really important. But um, yeah, I just feel like people really need the help right now and if I know I can like give it to an individual that's really nice yeah but then I've also been understanding in that things might kind of be affected so I've always messaged them beforehand and been like yeah I don't know if you can really get this done right now but if you can that would be great and if not I respect that but I want to support your business anyway yeah that's that's really really nice like honestly as a small business um I think that's that's uh, that's something I would really appreciate because I think, like I mentioned earlier, we're shifting. It, sometimes it's just it's beyond your control. Some of these things, especially yeah. big businesses, are struggling with it. Small businesses are struggling with it. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. So, and yes, I as a small business, I am still acknowledging the fact that big bis- big businesses do provide lots of jobs to people. <laughs> so. Oh, you're so good. I I, to... I think it's a. But I do appreciate, as a small business, hearing that you support small businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what it's have like, you been up to? Yeah. Um, so I think for me, because I inherently work from home anyway, so right. in that sense, that hasn't been that much of an adjustment. The thing is, um, my team, they come in, I have um, two part-time helpers. So like, an, I have an intern and my admin lady, and they usually come in twice a week. Um, two to three times a week but we've all had to work remotely um, through the magic Mm. of zoom and communicating via whatsapp so that's kind of been an adjustment because it's different when people are in the office and you can give them real-time feedback whereas having to like type things out give them feedback via typing things out and just scheduling meetings to try and get everything sorted and just having my whatsapp dinging like all the time in the day can be um you know a thing because i feel like once somebody asks me a question i have to reply immediately and just having to adjust to that aspect of like yeah. communicating in a new way and also like being able to lead a team and um, in this new way and as being a good boss and being a good leader and you know 
being patient with everybody at the same time, um, you know, right. managing them and keep keeping the ship running when you can't really because it's a lot easier to give people feedback or constructive criticism when you're saying it in person. Of course, it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it must then, be hard you know, to do that in an email. <laughs> yeah, to like in a WhatsApp to do it and to, you know, do it in a way that's really positive as well. You know, like. These are things we need to get fixed, but I also I don't want to sound like I'm really impatient with you because, but at the same time I don't have time to write out like five hundred words or something of how much I you know, appreciate small... you every single time. <laughs> yeah, of how much I appreciate you, so that it doesn't sound like I'm getting really impatient, even though maybe I am a little bit. I'm I don't sure want to sound that people mean. they know you. Yeah. Um. So I mean, just small things like that. Um, having to adjust to, and also um, having to. Readjust like with the exercise schedule, so I've mostly just replaced gymnastics with like running and conditioning. So I've been doing that, mm. um, and just giving myself that kind of structure. Um, I mean, yeah. I think the thing for me is that I'm kind of at the opposite end of you. So in that sense, like because I work from home, there's some inherent structure there, um, right. and maybe. Sh- but I think for me, the hard part has just been the fact that um, it's more stressful because. I'm doing more work now and getting less in return because obviously it's a downturn and people are worried and not buying as much. But at the same time, right. for me, I'm always thinking about. I think when this thing kind of started up a few months ago, when it hit globally, my first thoughts was always like, how can, first, what does that mean for my business? But also like, how can I support like the ballet community? Because for me, it was mm-hmm. thinking I've had like a month and a half of this under my belt, so I know what everybody's feeling and I know how scary it is. And I don't want CFB to be a business at the beginning where I was like, oh, we're just going to pretend like nothing, like everything is going on like normal. Because no, that's not like you. That's, that's, I don't think that's, that's how anybody should be doing things. Because there is a situation now that is on the forefront of everybody's minds. So yep. just doing um, things to just try to make people feel good. Like we do, we post like, I post pictures of puppies twice a week on the Instagram. We do class roundups. So those kinds of things are also kind of extra work and um, just kind of having to, you know, like I said earlier, just kind of completely like re-strategize what I'm doing. Yeah, to um, make relatable content. To make content that's relatable, but at the same time, you don't want to be beating people over the head with like coronavirus stuff because it gets yeah, so depressing. Right. You know it's what I mean? It's balance, isn't it? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's literally like every day trying to like adjust to these things and then adjusting to any updates with like with like shipping and things like that so it's almost like things have are kind of going on as per normal but like with a lot more work because you're taking on extra work to support people you're kind of figuring out what to do with your business and at the same time you're dealing with i'm dealing with the struggle of not being able to plan anything so in that sense i'm still in that weird limbo business wise and so yeah um and then, um, I think just a lot of personal anxiety because of that and because of the um, coronavirus situation. Um, so, I mean, my days haven't changed that much. It's just readjusting to the things that I don't have and trying to adjust to the new reality more than anything else. And trying to find time, I think, in the middle of that to give myself, to cut myself some slack, which is not always easy. Yeah, <laughs> I understand that. I see that with um, you. <laughs> you you want a lot, you know, of yourself. And I know. Tight. I asked. I asked. I I do too much sometimes. I think. Yeah. Um, Perfectionism. 
Yes, it is. Um, but my sister has moved back into my house because our government is not letting people from different households like mingle. So she's moved back in, and she doesn't have anything to do. I think we've talked about this. Like she works with finance, so everything's slow for her. Um, my mom's cut back her hours. My dad, he's semi-retired, and his business is also slowing down because of this situation. And you know we, um, but financially everybody's okay. So everybody's kind of like trying to find ways to entertain themselves. Which honestly is kind of good because it means that I have people supporting me when I go through my breakdowns because everybody else has nothing to do. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so it's it's good in the sense that. Yeah, and like, you know, they are more relaxed, so it is quite calming for me. That's so that's good. been like really helpful, and also now my sister is bored. She just came to me today, and she was like, "Do you have any work that I can help you? With? I'm just so bored." I'm like, yes, <sighs> please. I have things. It's like I have things for you to do now. <laughs> <laughs> surely i'll take it yeah so i think for me it's not so much creating new routines well i guess in the is in a sense in the sense that i you know have to find ways to like replace things like ballet and gymnastics and not being able to see my friends but it's more like it's that sense so i would say for me it's not creating new routines it's just adjusting things around so that i still sort of maintain kind of the same structure uh but in different ways you know, with mm-hmm. like working remotely and like trying to face to work out with my, you know, and trying to like work out in different ways since I don't have my classes, and also trying to like re navigate my business and refocus it. Maybe not so much into like product that we're putting out, um, but how we can at this time sort of be supportive to like the dance community and just do things to make them feel good. And maybe some of that is product, and maybe you know what people see and see we will. Yeah. You know, I think that's something to be said about just buying something to make yourself feel better. Because I've definitely oh, done yeah. that. I've been doing that. A little but bit. <laughs> yeah, but also just um, maybe just putting content out there that makes people feel good, especially during this time. Um, but also trying to balance that with honestly trying to stay sane and not burn out. Yeah, yeah. totes. And then actually, that kind of like brings us to the mental health tips. Because we wanted to oh, kind yeah. of like round this out with that. Um, and actually, we might, we said that we might be doing this at the end of like every episode, just to sort of... I think, I think, yeah, I think we're going to try relevant. like where it's relevant to like yeah. do them. Yeah, like it's always just tips. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Just tips that we find have been really helping us, um, you know, mm-hmm. in our experience. Say in this situation, it's with like tips that, things that we've been doing that we found really helpful um to cope with like this whole corona thing yeah um so what's your first tip Jeanette okay so my first one is to try to be patient with myself and I say this yesterday I had a mental breakdown about it but like I'm trying not to expect everything that's being projected on me by like what I think is expected of me what I think others are doing during this time it's like a really weird thing and we also have like this peril of social media which can be good or bad um where people want to look busy so much and i Mm -mm. you know it's it's hard so of course we want to come together as a community which is great but then also i do feel like we're projecting onto others a lot Mm. um and i'm trying not to take that to heart and just tell myself what you're doing is enough i am enough You're not going to become fluent in a language in a month. You're not going to be able to do a solo variation the minute you come back from quarantine. 
Um, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's know, what I'm trying to tell myself with gymnastics so, and ballet as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to feel like, because yesterday I felt like maybe I'm squandering this month, but I'm not. I have to look back. I've actually been writing down what I've been up to, which kind of brings me to the next one, which is that I try to make at least one promise to myself every day. And sometimes that's just like, I promise I'm actually not going to do much physical activity today. I'm going to just stretch (laughs) because sometimes I get too wrapped up in it and actually, you know, you're tired as a human, like doing anything. Right. Um, yeah. But sometimes it's, I promise I'm going to push when I run today or I promise I'm gonna make this really good meal and then at the end of the day just say okay I did that and that was good like I did the thing I said I was gonna do yeah so I actually want to talk about those two things for a little bit before I go into mine because Mm. um I was reading I think you know there's been a lot of articles now saying that don't pressure yourself to be productive you know Mm. and I think maybe with social media maybe now everybody's trying to shh Maybe not everybody, but maybe, like you said, it's a thing where people have to sh- try to show that I am being productive because they see everybody else doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's a and then on cycle. The, and, yeah, and I think on the flip side for me, it's like when people are saying, well, now it's a good time for you to rest and relax. And, like, I feel really bad because I can't, I'm not taking advantage of that, you know. <laughs> and I think it's just trying to tell yourself to not, like you said, not take on everybody else's expectations. Like, if you... I'm not feeling like you can be super productive right now. Just do what you can. Or like if yeah. you're working and you and there are people telling you you should be taking advantage of this time to rest and maybe you feel like you can't, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Also, like don't feel pressure. Just like do as much as you can to like stay sane. Um, some of that includes being productive and some of that includes making time to rest. And it's exactly. just kind of figuring out what works for you and not listening to the other chatter around. Yeah. Um, unless, you know, you've been sitting on your sitting around just like not doing anything for a really long time then maybe you should try and you don't feel good do about something. it if, yeah you don't feel good about then maybe you should do something about that not yeah. for any reason but because it would be good for your mental health because yeah i feel like sitting around and not doing anything for like weeks on end is a prelude to depression so yeah but i also think like hyper focusing on something that we cannot attain right now which is performing is also yeah and i think that's the balance and that's i guess Yes, and that's for me, you know, I did have the conversation with my dad today where he was like, you have to, and I think that comes back to the idea of making a promise to yourself to every day, which is like, some days you're going to push and some days you're going to rest, because, you know, you have to, again, find that balance, and my dad was saying to me, like, if you work too hard, and you burn out, and then when everything else picks up, and you're too tired to take advantage of it because you've just been killing yourself trying to, like, make things work now, then you are going to be in a worse off position than everybody else because everybody else will be like more refreshed everybody else will have their plans everybody else will be ready to go and then you will just be really tired that's true and i was like yeah you're right yeah he's right um i know i gotta listen i gotta listen more to that don't i (laughs) (laughs) um so my i have three tips and mine is first one is to avoid things that make you feel bad and i think that comes back the same way to your first point as well so if seeing everybody takes class every day makes you feel guilty then just don't look at it if you have to unfollow mm-hmm. like people on instagram or like on facebook or mute them during this time because they make you mute because them. not because you don't like them but because it makes you feel really bad about yourself then just do it because i think 
in ge- life in general and especially now more than ever this is not the time to be making yourself feel bad about anything or making Definitely. yourself feel guilty about everything because we have so much to cope with anyway like um sometimes like for me because you know um i struggle with like body you know with my body and just not feeling good enough um about it or like not feeling good enough about the amount of work i'm doing with say exercise or with work or any of that so sometimes i see people make jokes like oh this is what i'm going to look like after quarantine and it's you know like a big like a chunky corgi or like two fat babies greeting each other which is really cute and it's been as a joke but it makes me worried because i'm like i don't have my regular exercise and maybe yeah. not doing as much and so that makes me feel guilty so i'm like i'm just going to like you know just click the not interested thing on facebook so facebook doesn't recommend me those things and just try to avoid them or when i see them just try to not look at them too much and just not acknowledge them and just move past it yeah scroll past or like if you have to unfollow Sweet. people during this time and or mute them just do it yeah. um and then the other thing i've been doing is to like stay connected to my family because again we don't get to socialize with anybody else mm-hmm. and for me i'm quite lucky because um my fourth of my family is living in the same country so now we're all living in the same house and so you know we have been trying to you know talk to each other a bit more and figure out ways to support each other like my parents can we're trying not to get my parents to go out to the supermarket as much um so my sister and I are doing that you know just trying to have conversations at the dinner table and my brother is um alone in California where he is um also quarantining and making sure to take care of himself and so mm-hmm. since he can't um uh he can't you know he he's living alone and so he really yeah. can't go and socialize with friends um besides like the people um like be- besides like his office people because he's work- working remotely he can't socialize with friends so we all downloaded this game um on our phone it's like some kind of rpg like game where you go and fight things i think it's called mobile <laughs> legends or something Okay. Um, I think a lot of people will have heard of it. So like, you go as you pick a character, and you go and destroy stuff. And so we've been playing that <laughs> at a time that all works for us. So it's like for us, it's okay. every lunch time, and for him, that's his evening. And so we like turn on the sound, and we just like me, my dad, my sister, and I would just play that game. So at least we're like talking to our brother and doing something yeah. interactive with him to like keep in touch, that's and really like a nice. fun way that's like that's like not any pressure to like just keep talking. You know, we're just playing a game, yeah, and that's, that's how we're true. talking to each other. Um, and then the other thing that's been very helpful for me, um, I don't always do this. With, sometimes I do it with work, um, but not always. But I definitely have been doing this with exercise. Is to just make a plan. So I'll mm-hmm. set up like my exercise plan, and I'll follow it for two weeks, and then I'll change it up next two weeks. So at least I have that structure of things that I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and I find that that's really helpful for me when things get very overwhelming. Um, but also. To try and be flexible with that with that plan. So if you're feeling really tired, like you said, and your body is not up to it, maybe you need a bit of rest, and maybe take it a bit easier with the plan. Or like say with work, if I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I'll like make a plan. But if I'm feeling better, I will just be flexible and just work on stuff that I feel like working on on the daily. Or if I'm just not feeling motivated, I'll be like, okay, maybe I'll just do one thing on my to do list. I'll try to get one or two things done off my to do list, and then the rest of the time, I'm just gonna work on stuff that like I think I can manage. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's been very helpful for me, just making plans, um, but also just giving myself permission to be flexible with them. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you guys can hear my cat. He just, like, jumped up on the couch. So. He's really I can't cute. can't make him go away. Yeah. But that's really <laughs> good. I think um, the tips are kind of 
related in some ways, you know, like you said about um, yeah. avoiding things that make you feel bad, guilt, shame, you know, that's not healthy anyway, but especially during this time where I think a lot of people are vulnerable to that. Um, I definitely am doing that too. I mean, even though I'm not consciously thinking about it, but um, subconsciously I think I have been like avoiding things that I just don't make me feel too good. Um, and staying connected to the family, that's so great. I unfortunately don't live anywhere near my family, but we have been I trying know. to Skype a bit more and stuff. Yeah, I, it's all right, and I've been may, may, more. Maybe you should try that game. I don't know. Or like Animal Crossing. I know. I think a lot of families are doing Animal Crossing now, so okay, I don't know about that one. Animal Crossing. I'll look um, into it. I, like, I have no idea what it is, by the way, but I just know it's a thing. I just like this other game because it's like a fighting one with strategy and... You can get it down in like 20 minutes, so it's not too bad. So maybe we'll play like uh-huh. two or three rounds and then okay. like we'll stop. Yeah, that's the thing because yeah, so it's that's quite like nice the... that you don't feel like the pressure of having to talk about something because like honestly, what do I have to talk about I'm, like sitting at home? Um... No, yeah, and like h- half the, half the um, I mean, I find it with family or with people you're really comfortable with, half the socializing isn't really even talking. It's just like talking uh-huh. when you feel like talking and the rest of the time yeah, yeah. you're just enjoying each other's company, you know? Yeah, that's great. That's a really good idea. Suggested. Um, yeah, you can just like also, make note of that. Yeah. <laughs> approved. Also like the lists thing, I also have been doing that, but like kind of the reverse, um, which I think mm-hmm. is sort of about my promising myself something, which is that every single day yeah. I've kind of written down things that I've done because all the days have yeah. been kind of flowing together so like yesterday I had my little breakdown and I think it was because I hadn't looked at my list in a little while of all the things I have been doing because I have done stuff but I just felt like maybe I've done nothing when you rely on your memory since you've been stuck at home all day it kind of feels like what have I really done but I've been sort of writing lists but I think on the opposite end instead of planning it I'm acknowledging it (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that's important, isn't it? Because I think it comes back to the idea of, like, we shouldn't feel pressure on ourselves to, like, be productive or not be productive. But mm-hmm. also at the same time just acknowledge the things that we've been doing and just, you know, cutting ourselves some slack in that sense. Yeah, I think that's healthy. Especially now, but always. But always, right? But yeah. always. Um, I think that's a good place to sort of end this yeah. your podcast on. And I hope people listening in... Um, can find something they relate to and find it sort of health, uh, helpful in some way just to know yeah. that you know we're all kind of dealing with a lot of the same things um, yeah. I can keep a running list of the amount of breakdowns I've had too some days are definitely <laughs> some days I feel good and some days I'm like no I am terrible and I can't do it anymore so I think that's pretty normal <laughs> right now yeah um, and yeah I'm just kind of thinking about everybody and the different situations and like in the US right now with all the ballet companies I do sort of worry but I hope everyone is going to be okay and the companies are going to be all right and make it through this but yeah I, I think we will maybe like at ballet least is an amazing place yeah I, I hope at least like maybe our podcast like talking about some of the stuff is relatable and that can help people too yeah um I think it's easier said than done but let's try to yeah even though, even though we acknowledge the fact that it's a tough time for everybody, we should try find find ways to like keep positive. Yeah. And listen to the science. Listen to the science, please. Yeah. <laughs> and think of other people. And wash your hands. Yourself. And wash your hands. And wash your hands. <laughs> In six feet 
or or two kilometers, whatever it is. To to me, yeah, it's I did the not mem- kilometers. See, I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> two kilometers, a little bit long, <laughs> but that would be very definitely very safe social distancing. Super safe. Well, um, we hope everybody's enjoyed listening to this episode of um, Black Swans and first one. And let us know what you think about it, and if you have any feedback for us or anything you'd like Thanks. to for us to talk about in the future. We've got like tons of ideas, but we love to hear what yeah, you guys we think. Yeah, want to know what you want to. Um, and it won't be In the meantime, we just hope you guys um, stay healthy and um, be kind to yourselves. And that's it. Yes. Okay, have All a good right. day. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>